Welcome to episode 19 of OT Conversations That Matter, the podcast. My name is Justine Jecker, and I will be hosting today's conversation with CAOT President Philip Wendt to discuss his journey to becoming president and his thoughts on why we choose to be occupational therapy practitioners. Philip Wendt began his two-year term as president and chair of CAOT's board of directors on October 1st, 2022. His priorities include evolving the narrative for the purpose and value of occupational therapy, ensuring the board is accountable to CAOT members and stakeholders, and continuing to foster a sense of community and belonging in occupational therapy. Philip is an occupational therapist with over 20 years of experience working with people with arthritis and other chronic health conditions. He works with Canada's Arthritis Rehabilitation and Education Program through the Arthritis Society, running virtual and in-person clinics for those who need assistance self-managing their arthritis. Additionally, he owns and operates a small private practice where he provides trauma-focused therapy for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and helps people with psychosocial barriers return to work. In Philip's newest article for OT Now, he explores the core elements of what unifies occupational therapists and occupational therapist assistants from all walks of life. And in six short words, he feels it's for the love of it. With this in mind and reflecting on seismic global changes over the past three years, our profession and arguably the world have potentially entered the rhythmic yet intense state of what skydivers call terminal velocity. This threshold is reached when the stable belly-to-earth connection is achieved just shy of 200 kilometers an hour. I feel as though many of us are in this zone of constant speed and intensity, where the concept of downtime is, is a thing of the past. It is with this image in mind that we take a moment to pause and reflect on why we have chosen a semantically and philosophically complex comp uh, profession that creates so much perplexity for professionals and laypersons alike. Welcome to the podcast, Philip. It's great to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Justine. It is an absolute pleasure to be here chatting with you. I've heard so many of these podcasts and uh, been just, it's just been a great experience listening to them. And uh, so thank you for doing what you, you do. It's really great. Oh, that's awesome and a great way to start today. Uh, you know, episode 19, it's it's unbelievable. It's been a year and a half in the making and, uh, and going strong. Now for you, Philip, since becoming president, you've already had the opportunity to meet with hundreds of OTs, which is pretty impressive, formally and informally across Canada, to hear their stories and to learn about their hopes for the profession. In, pre in preparing for the podcast today, you mentioned the idea previously to me of um, overlapping consensus, something that's happened in each of these meetings with, with these hundreds of OTs. And can you tell us a little bit what about what this means and your journey so far early on as being president? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so no, not what I guess what I've learned and not to, you know, perhaps pander to your audience at all, but uh, I've learned that occupational therapists are awesome and I love them <laughs> um which is, yeah it's a little silly but it's so true <laughs> um 
uh, with this. It's uh, I, when you're mentioning sort of talking to hundreds of people, this is something that I, I sort of took on in preparation for the role with, you know, when you come into the role as COT president, you're, you're very heavily front loaded. You, you know, like nearly two years in advance <laughs> that that, uh, uh, that it's that you're going to be in the role, which is almost as long as you're actually in the role. So so there's a lot of prep time, and uh, I decided I kind of I wanted to um, basically talk to as many people as I could about the profession and just hear from different practice areas, different people, different uh, thought leaders, different practice leaders of what's going on what's what's in your area what's what's the good the bad the everything in between how is the profession um and and it's just been such a wonderful experience chatting with people in that way and i think one of the best things that someone said to me when because they, they when they have these conversations that they well, people want to know well what are you going to do as a as a leader you as the, you're the president so what's the inside scoop what what's your views and and i usually respond with well i kind of want to hear what you want to do and someone and then someone responded back and said, well, oh, of course you do. You're an occupational therapist. You're going to want <laughs> you're going to want to co-construct this, uh, which, yeah, it's kind of funny because everyone's thinking, well, you're the leader. Where are you going to lead? And I'm saying, well, I want to hear what you want to do and I want to walk with you on this. Um, it's a very OT way of uh, doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I guess for the last year and a half or so, I've been just having what I've been calling listening sessions. And now as president, I'm still whole having open office hours. Um, and it's been somewhere between two and 300 people that just had one one to one conversations where just video video chats and they come in and that's still ongoing. And just so it's literally hundreds of people now just having these wonderful conversations. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the things that I just find that uh, I, there's there's so many amazing things, but when you look at what we do, we, there's just a certain way of doing things. Sort of a way of uh, we're a little, we're we're kind of fun. We're a little bit crazy, uh, you know. If I uh, think of uh, the approach that that for you know occupational therapists, we're uh, it, I think it, it's it's the bend we're the bend the fork people, <laughs> which which you know you, you look at a typical utensil that society has decided here's a it's this straight thing with tines and it's a fork and then you know <laughs> an OT sort of came along and was like. Yeah. Well, why, why, why just bend it? <laughs> it don't, it works well for some people, but just why don't you just bend it ninety degrees? And I feel like there's just some sort of thing about that mindset that would look at uh, a problem or or look at a situation and say, well, let's just let's just go this way. Let's just do a ninety degree turn that way, and that there's your solution, you know. And we're, so there's kind of there's sort of a fun, creative, spontaneous, a little bit you know spark in the eye kind of thing but that, that it's, it's the bend the fork approach to things and you know we just see these solutions where 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 others may not because they're sort of looking at this the straight a, straight ahead thing and we're gonna we're gonna do a quick 90 degree uh turn on it uh and it's just been so fun hearing everybody's stories about how uh how they come up with these different things and i and i admit admittedly too as you mentioned i uh, i've had a lot of different roles but i very much identify as a, as a frontline therapist. That's first and foremost my my role. I would say, you know, I have introduced myself, saying, "Hi, I'm Philip. I'm an occupational therapist. I happen to be president, and I'm here because I love it." Um, but uh, yeah, I really really appreciate as a frontline therapist hearing all these stories too, and um, and so many of the every things that we sort of you know that that approach of uh, you know, bending things <laughs> is um, uh, it's looking at that core 
meaning in life and there's just that sort of um it's you know it's just occupation it's that view that we have of you know it's be it's it is this thing it's just this underlying foundational uh area that uh, doing things is critical to a person's health and well-being and and you just sort of put this together and you build it with a person uh and so every session is going to be a little bit different but that's that core piece to it and 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 when you and when you do that and, you, and you've been there and you know that you, i mean it's just hard not to fall in love with it and so i have these wonderful conversations with people and you know when i have the op opportunity and if it's appropriate i'm usually I'll, I'll get a chance to ask uh you know why why did you do this what what was your reason what's your thing that made you say yes this is my profession this is why i wanted to do this and it usually there's someone has a story that's something like um I was working with this uh, with this 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 person, and and they because for whatever reason they they just they couldn't uh, move very well, and so and they they really they didn't want it wasn't so much about the legs, but they wanted to play soccer with their 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 kids again, and um and so the OT worked with them and found some adapt adaptions, environmental adaptions, and and so this this uh, you know father was able to you know play play soccer with their son, and 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 it was just this amazing moment and and he's crying and and, and i'm crying and there's a lot of that is like you know <laughs> i and uh, you know that that sort of thing where you're like you have this 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 moment this moment where you you know that's this truly living life uh moment and and you get to be a part of that and it's just it's it's pretty pretty amazing and uh you know and then I'm sharing my my stories with people then too because you know someone someone told that one and I was like oh gosh that reminds me of I was with this this guy who had a double amputation big burly biker guy and 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 we were doing the wheelchair but it was really what do you want to you know where are we going with this what's important about you know what do you want to get back to and uh, and he was and he actually just said like, it wasn't about moving around it wasn't about getting on the bike he was like he just said uh, I want to be able to I want to be able to kiss my wife again and not have her bend down like I want to be I want to be at her level again um and just just kiss her and hug her um and and it was just like and he's like you know like big like I say burly big guy <laughs> and like but he's in tears and I'm like fighting back tears and and that was just like the moment of okay so we've got to get the 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 pneumatic chair that raises up and uh that that sort of thing and you know and so it's just been fun because I'm sharing these stories therapists are sharing stories uh and there's these there's that common overlap of like this powerful you know just living life um thing that's just so core and central and it's and um yeah it's 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 been it's been great um that's yeah so beautifully said philip i oh you know how many professions can say that they're responding to the goal i want to be able to kiss my wife <laughs> like really, I, I feel there's so many gems that you've just shared um, that I want to just highlight because, it, you know, just to bring us to that moment and that story. Um, first of all, you, you know, you've identified speaking to hundreds of OTs. And I just want to say at the association, I share that excitement with you. I feel we are so privileged to have the opportunity to just connect with OTs across Canada every day to hear their stories, to hear their passions. Um, you know, every day I feel like I'm learning about the profession through the eyes of other OTs. And I just love your approach to creating those listening sessions leading up to your presidency. I think that um, I remember when you first sent me the link and you're like, Justine, you can book a time to meet with me at any point, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like your own little Google calendar that everybody has access to. Um, mm -hmm. But 
how powerful that was because I'd, I'd honestly never seen that done before. That was, mm -hmm. that was the first time I'd experienced that. And I thought, wow. And, and, and so I can only imagine how everyday OTs are feeling across the country, knowing that they have this, um, you know, open door uh, access to our presidents. So I just want to thank you for, for kind of having that, um, that foresight and creating that opportunity for so many OTs to reach out. And oh, absolutely. It's been, a, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how tremendous. And then, you know, to have, then, then be able to hear so many stories and begin to see that there's this thread in our profession. One of the things as you're talking about, why are OTs, why, why do we do what we do? Like, why are we coming together? And um, I'm hearing before we get to, I want to kiss my wife as a goal. Um, this idea that <laughs> occupational therapy is both the modality and the outcome. So we get excited about our profession because what we're doing in the therapy is also, it, it is the means to the end. You know, it, it's it's mm. also helping the person do what they actually want to do as the end goal. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's one of those things that yeah, it's like, it's such a, I think, and I think that's maybe one of the most, if we're going to look like, like a, you the unique value add like really what makes therapies different uh, that's certainly one of them is it's and there's a, there's only you know there's a small little area that's uniquely us and i think that's one of them is that uh, yeah we have this recursive way of doing things that the, it's the the means is occupation and the ends is occupation and the and, and so the so they kind of work off of each other this way and um you know whereas like you know if our you know, the, you know, no, no one does. You know, occupation is the treatment, and occupation is the goal. You know, no one does surgery for the goal of surgery, or no one no. does. Uh, you know, <laughs> no like, one does hand exercises for the goal of hand, hand exercise. Exactly. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it's it's actually really cool. I uh, just was it last last week I was taught working with someone, and because um, we were starting with just. Um, working the shoulder this is arthritis and they had some shoulder issues and some rotator cuff things and uh, so we started working on things where they're just kind of at sort of a, uh below horizon level and just below horizon level and, and just just as in the kitchen like on the kitchen counter and then uh then when i followed up with her on the phone she was uh we got talking and then she said we were talking about the next steps on how she's going to kind of keep on going and to do more stuff and talking about exercises came up and she's like and she said something like um she was joking saying like uh, well i can just do my hair that is my exercise and i was just like <laughs> you got it yeah you got it. <laughs> yeah it was, an ot in the making <laughs> I, I know, yeah right right it was uh, yeah and she was she was saying it jokingly but i actually saw it and i was like no that's that's perfect that's exactly what you want to do no one does this for the purpose of it, you know, at the end, you know, you do, you do the the first the ADLs at the countertop so you can get to the ADLs at just above horizon level. And then eventually now we're going to work on the ADLs that put this plates above the horizon, above the head. And yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's really cool. And then when you see the clients uh, getting that and they appreciate that, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. and, and then on that note, Philip, like one of, you know, because those who are within the profession are like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Every single person in the world should either have an OT or be an OT. <laughs> We're very biased in that thinking. And I'm just wondering, <laughs> you know, so from what you've learned in these conversations, can anyone, you know, be an OT? And, and I don't mean necessarily with the competency skill set, but I mean in the thinking sense, like is this... 
it really is a way of thinking as, as, as much as it is a way of doing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is. I mean, like, I, I guess the, the, the easy answer the, the, is, is to say, uh, no, no, it's a regulated profession and the people who do the profession uh, had to go through uh, school and a certain amount of field work that's the World Federation of Occupational Therapy approach and then you approach your regulatory body and then you're, you could use the title. That's that's the correct answer, <laughs> but the more interesting answer <laughs> um, is, I think maybe kind of what you're getting at, uh, Justine. Is yeah, th there is there's this sort of um, I mean, there's the profession that's regulated, and we have certain controlled acts and certain, uh, well, depending on the provinces, different different controlled acts and things. But there's a certain skill set and things that we do uh, that do involve public health and safety. But um, uh, but there's also that philosophical, you know, it's a bit broader. Uh, as well and i think yeah you're right we you know well like with the, the client that i was just sort of mentioning there i mean i i i feel like you could sort of deputize her you know honorary <laughs> honorary ot you know because that's there's a way of thinking uh, about these things uh an appreciation for just doing uh you know for living <laughs> and, and under you know that and finding out that you know what's meaningful and what's important that we absolutely teach uh, and that you know and, and use that as sort of a way of thinking in a philosophy and and no that's that's not something that's um just just the the the, the regulated profession that's that's this sort of larger philosophy and yeah I'm definitely going to pick up on that, on this concept of teaching, just because this week one of our clinical practice inquiries was from a teacher um, who is uh, supporting teachers in uh, northeastern, northwestern Ontario in First Nation communities that are predominantly flying communities. And it was a very beautiful request. And it, it was essentially, it starts off acknowledging, you know, what occupational therapists are doing in schools and how tremendous this is. But clearly there isn't the access, right, for OTs to be in all these northern and uh, in some cases flying communities. And so the re request comes down to, is there someone who can help teach us about executive functioning at all grade levels? So not just for one student, but we want to take this thinking of the OT, you know, we're willing to pay you for it, but we want to be able to apply it in our school system so that you know, we can be where we want to be um, as a community. And I just, the request was just so powerful to me because what they're asking for is, you know, we're not trying to just carbon copy OTs and put them everywhere, but we value and see you as teachers. We see that this knowledge you have is changing the way that we live. And we'd mm -hmm. like for you to teach us. Like when you, as soon as you said teach, I was, mm -hmm. I thought, and, you know, in having worked in the North myself, that that is really the understanding um, of our profession. And maybe other OTs in rural and remote locations feel this who aren't necessarily in northern communities. But this idea that we are inherently teachers because we're teaching a way of knowing it's not it's not just a skill set, but it's it's how we mm -hmm. understand and see the world. Yeah, no, that's really that's really true. Uh, you know, it's um. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you kind of hit on something. I'm going to jump on that. I really like the yeah, way you said there's there's something about uh, it's yeah, it's not exactly what we do, it's how we do it. <laughs> that there's, there's something really, really important about that. Uh, I, I, yeah, because there's sort of a, there's sort of a way of of, of doing it. Um, but um, but yeah, that's interesting. That's really amazing that they're reaching out and they're kind of and they're valuing that. They're valuing um this this way of uh, like hey what 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 this is is really important and they're not 
coming in asking for like a you know a specific still yeah, skill set so like we don't exactly. need we're not looking not for handwriting assessment <laughs> or yeah, it was really a concept, right? It's like, I know I know as a profession, you, you do this really well, mm-hmm. and we would love to understand it at a high level, right? At a systems level so that we can mm-hmm. effectuate change. And, and I think that, yeah, the, the teacher element, um, I know when we had the profile of occupational therapists, there, there were all, you know, our flower model and kind of all mm-hmm. the different things you could be. Um, and, you know, I don't believe teacher was on the pedal specifically. There's things that that alluded to teaching for sure. Right, right. But it is something that I feel, um, yeah, I don't, I, and I feel it more now than I ever did before. I think having, you know, a soon to be six and a seven year old, I see so much is like, wow, you know, I could have been a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Really, this is, uh, I feel like, I don't know if teachers feel that way, but it just, it was kind of like this, as you were talking about wearing many hats in your opening, I just felt like, yeah, that's, that is one of those hats. And, and I wonder that that's where the gray zone is in our profession. It might be one of the reasons that sometimes we are seeing attrition or, you know, people maybe feeling like, you know, is my skill set really suited to be an occupational therapist Um, Mm -hmm. or OTs that choose to have two or three different positions. So they might work as an OT in their day job or however you want to call it. And and Mm -hmm. they're doing other things in other jobs because of this idea that you can apply this thinking elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, and this is there's so many different ways to go. I think that that gets my head spinning in so many different directions, and which we 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 may go into if we, if we if we've got an extra four hours. But I'll see if I can condense it. Um, but uh, it what it first makes me think about the um, uh, when we were doing our strategic plan, which I think which will be coming out shortly or soon. Of uh, I'm not sure about our time shifting how this sort of fits, but in the in the public design intensives uh people were talking about sort of a way of thinking and and, and how to spread that and you know sort of people mu- was sort of openly musing about like well what if there was like a minor in occupational therapy that was kind of more about and maybe you just teach the thought of it's like a philosophical school of thought that you learn and you take a class in that like you might take a class in uh you know humanism or you know <laughs> something like that you, um yeah and you you just kind of learn that and maybe and that, i don't know i think there's something Something kind of there because you could, th- then you you would still you would still capture those people that are on that gray zone of being like, oh, am I not an OT? Am I not an OT? And um, yeah, you could still be the the the, the executive coach, um, but but you're not exactly doing a sk- like an OT technical skill set, but you still have that mindset, right? And we do we do have a lot of attrition like that where people go, I can go so far, <laughs> and then. Uh, mm. I want to do yeah, and so yeah, we do see attrition of, uh, in particular, like the high leadership level too, um, mm-hmm. uh, where yeah, people go in the sort in there because OTs really are pretty darn good leaders um, because they do tend to think in this sort of whole holistic whole view systems level kind of thing just intuitively uh, to understand how the whole thing works and what's important to the whole thing and where it's where it is and where it needs to be going if that's whether you look at an individual or a, a system that that that's kind of, there's a similar thought process that's involved um, and we're and we kind of bridge so many areas so what I, words that I've heard people t- you know come up with you know harmonizers unifiers mediators navigators is like this thing Fixers. that we can 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my own personal one. I've self-identified as a fixer. As a fixer? <laughs> a fixer. <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, there's definitely uh, something something there about you know in in terms of how we keep keep people invested involved and, and, and may, you know it's there's still that thought of occupational therapy um but but maybe not as the the, the specific skill set but in a way that they can still feel like they're um a part, part of occupational therapy yeah absolutely and that in that term so in we've used this previously on podcasts this idea that ot occupational therapy in general is connected to humanitarianism humanity right mm-hmm. um i I, it's so interesting because, you know, if you were to poll how many OTs self-identify as, you know, you know, being a humanitarian, I'd be really interested to know because I do feel that there is a human element in the profession that is so strong that it really, um, for me, when, you know, when we posed in the opening, you know, what is the overlapping consensus, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. O- OTs are doing it for the love of it, but is there maybe a nature-nurture element? And maybe that nature element is that there's components within us that view and value uh, humanitarianism as part of who we are and also part of our profession. Um, and that is what drives people to enter the profession, What why we stay in the profession, Um you know, that that's just something, it, it is that theme that keeps coming up and I feel, okay, maybe that is ultimately the overlapping consensus is that we do see a need to advance and promote and um, ensure that humanity is in a good place in, in, in so many ways. And we do that through doing, right? Supporting mm-hmm. the act of being engaged in, in meaningful, purposeful occupation. Yeah, no, that's I love that that way of yeah that the that idea sort of yeah because yeah we're very much this humanist and uh, um, uh, well you're making me think of the, the, there was a recent book that was published and I, I want to reference it because I think people should read it but I haven't actually read all of it myself <laughs> but it, I think it's philosophy and occupational therapy um, and several Canadian uh, researchers. I want to uh, read that. I'm gonna yeah. Google it. <laughs> um, and, and 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 yet and I have to admit I, I actually just like a week ago saw and so I, I'm on chapter one what is philosophy so it, it's it, but I'm looking at the other chapters and I'm getting kind of excited and, and um you know because he kind of goes through in each chapter is like what's what's the um utopian view of OT what's the uh, existentialist view of OT what's the uh postmodern view of OT and kind of breaks down different philosophical schools and how they relate so and I it sounds like that would be really interesting to read. I'm looking forward to getting past chapter one. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I've thought about that, and it, I mean, deeply thought about that. And, and if I find my own aff- affiliation. I, I I've really uh, I've I've kind of been a, have an affinity with the like the French absurdists, <laughs> which uh, um, we won't go into talk about French absurdism, but. Um, uh, basically it's like well is what's the you know is is there a meaning of life we don't know and we keep on asking and we will never get an answer that we and so that isn't that absurd uh and so the 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 idea then is well just life living your life is the meaning of life and it's the almost has that recursive feel to it but yeah and it's also he throws in uh this is Camus who was the main guy in this but um uh, he throws in um live your life with this with a defiant smile <laughs> you know and, and enjoy like you know, and there's this this enjoyment you know and it's like that's that's just that's it you're not going to get an answer that you know of while you're alive meaning the meaning of life so living your life is the meaning of life so live it <laughs> and and live it with a defiant smile and i just i don't know i just 
that that really speaks to me <laughs> so but um yeah um and as you say that philip i'm looking at your background for those who might be able to get a video clip or not um philip has these beautiful posters uh just behind him one says physical social spiritual environmental and then the one right behind you i can't see intellectual but yeah i mean that's just resonating so strongly with what you're saying in the sense of you know the purpose of life is living life and mm-hmm. and really um i feel i feel like that's why i became an ot you know mm-hmm. and I, I believe a lot of us found this prof- this profession found us more than we found it right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know that I know that now we often hear OTs saying, I want kids to be saying, I want to be an OT when I grow up. But I, I'm kind of glad I didn't know what OT was because it pulled me in in a way. Like I, <laughs> I it, it came looking for me, right? And then and then mm-hmm. I totally fell in love. It was this incredible, you know, like, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be in my life. Um, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Although now I'm very glad we're promoting it in on a larger scale. And, you know, people are le- learning a lot younger that this is a tremendous avenue for a successful and, and fruitful career to do lots of different things. And um, I know we're running out of time today on the podcast, Philip, but I want to mm-hmm. give you a chance to just share with our listeners any final thoughts that you have on kind of your early days of being president and what you're hoping for us um, over the next couple of years. Oh, my goodness. Um, a couple thoughts on that one. That There's so many thoughts on <laughs> this is where I can dive into a four hour thing in, uh, in terms of how, how, how many different thoughts I've had. But um, uh, I, I'm I, and we'll see how how this sort of continues and, and goes throughout. And maybe we keep on talking about this at, at another time, too. But, um, I, you know, I'm, when I see occupational therapy, I, I think it's for our future. We really need to start looking at sort of getting a better sense of you know, looking at who we are and, and um, when I'm talking to all sorts of people, maybe you've had this experience too, you get, you see all these, uh, you know, different um, nuclei and, and whatnot. And and in my mind's eye, I, I feel like those, the, those listening sessions, it's like I went out in at, at night and I went into my backyard and to the, into the grass and we, we live out in the countryside. And, it's very, very dark at night, and so I'm stumbling around. But then I just lay down in the grass and I just look up at the night sky, and it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant, twinkling stars all over the place, uh, and and I feel like that's when I'm talking to people and I'm putting this whole picture together of like what is OT, and it's like, well, oh, what is it to describe the a universe of beauty? <laughs> you know, it's just like. And it's all these twinkling stars, you know, it's out there. I mean, and they, you know, there's this the twinkling uh, driver rehab star, and the twinkling uh, neuro star, and the twinkling social OT star, and the twinkling low vision star, and the you know, practice area practice, you know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think um, I've been putting a lot of thought into that and realizing that we need to sort of further conceptualize that. Um, because this and sort of find ways with that with with this overlapping consensus um, to start looking at our and understanding OT as a um, uh, a, a, a therapistic plurality of sorts. The profession is it's you know occupational therapy. It's got a word, but but really it's like this plurality and it's just this uh, therapistic plurality of like these little the, all these stars in the sky, <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah we need to kind of um, 
learn to work with that and learn to uh, in, in a, a small p political way uh, in terms of like just politics not part political parties but like small p is in just the way we interact and relate and govern and sort of know know each other and work with each other because um and this is where that overlapping consensus comes in is that we need to sort of find that overlapping consensus and, and the interesting thing about an overlapping consensus as a political science term is that um it's a foundational piece uh, that um, basically everybody can agree on that that thing is extremely important. Like you were saying, it's the, you're talking about the, the humanistic, there's this humanism of people doing, and, and there's this, you know, and uh, what's interesting is that uh, each of these pluralities, is, you know, it has its own sort of doctrine, um, like you have sort of a copper, you know, set of ways of being in itself and we need to recognize that but we also need to recognize that they all they should have if we're going to be ot that overlapping consensus of something that is uh fundamental you know it's like critical um how you know just people doing things is fundamental to their you know health and welfare you know that that's that there's the, and and the more that you actually describe that then you start getting into different different people's doctrines but we all kind of have this overlapping thing <laughs> um Absolutely. yeah and uh and, and everybody this is also key to that if we look at it in a purely political and not a doctrine based is that everybody's going to see that differently and everybody's going to express it differently so some uh, and, and that's actually good that's okay you want that you don't want just the a one unified view but the, the actual unified view is the foundational and everyone within their doctrine where it over where it overlaps they're going to see it as occupational participation another person is going to see it as enabling another person is going to see it as occupation someone else is going to say function someone else is going to say humanism someone else but because they're all coming from different angles uh, and so they're going to see it slightly differently and that that's actually good <laughs> and and that's that's part of what it means to be a therapistic plurality um, and we want to fo foster that um, I could go on for ages so, about this no, one <laughs> so beautifully said I love that analogy and it's the way that you brought it together using the night sky the stars you know perhaps we are the Milky Way and um, we, <laughs> yeah. we are the cosmos right in 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 that that speaks true to your analogy you no one will see that view the same but it is but it is there and it is real and it, and we move together and um, yeah, and we are all OTs or we are the, the community of occupational therapy because it's inclusive to all the people who support our profession and carry different titles in the profession. Um, I just want to thank you so much, Philip, for being with us today. I have absolutely loved talking with you about this topic uh, because I know we're both very passionate OTs. And <laughs> um, in case anybody does want to reach out to you or hasn't been part of the, you know, two or 300 OTs that have spoken to you, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Oh, it is the, um, uh, there's, a, there's a link to this auto calendar and you know what, I don't have it in front of me. I, uh, so I don't want to get the wrong address, but it, it went out uh, on the an OT weekly uh, a few, not long ago and hopefully it'll show you it'll go out again uh but can it actually can we put that in the podcast notes yeah we can we'll we'll attach it to the episode as um, part of the description so mm -hmm. for anyone listening you'll be able to uh, look there for philip's calendar to connect with him to talk more with him um and also on the caot website philip's listed there 
So, um, and feel free to reach out to me with any feedback on this podcast, or if you would like to be on a future podcast to talk about anything OT related. And I just want to thank you again, Philip, for being with us. Oh, absolutely. Justine, this has been just an incredible pleasure. So thank you so much for reaching out uh, to have this conversation. It was, it was excellent. So thank you.